Randy. What's up, man? What's up? So, you're not Kelsey. I am not The Kelsey. total boss. But Kelsey is here, helping us out for a little bourbon on the cast. We're going off the rails today, guys. Little whistle pig 12 year. Just a little taste. A little taste. A little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys are watching right now, you can see Finn's in the room. We got Kelsey here. We have a live audience today, guys. And we have Mr. Randy Hoffman, a.k.a. Rodney, a.k.a. Hangry, Angry Randy. And we'll get into why he was angry and angry most recently. But nonetheless, guys, thank you guys for joining us today. We are in for a fun conversation with Mr. Randy. Let's get started. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Paving the Way. Uh, as you guys know, I'm Daniel Wright, and we've got Mr. Randy Kaufman here. For those of you that don't know, Randy does our all of our media, uh, digital media, and he's rapidly learning about just digital marketing and all sorts of crazy things that we throw him into. Um, this, this poor guy was just pouring a beer one night at Royal Bliss, and next thing you know, he's traveling across the country with us uh with cameras in our faces so appreciate you coming man thank you thanks for having me on i say appreciate you coming like guys we're at our office okay so randy's office is actually right next door so he didn't travel very far i just kind of caught him on the way out and said hey what are you doing for the next you know 20 or 30 minutes he said absolutely nothing i have no life so that, that is a true statement <laughs> So, well, cool, man. Well, um, obviously, you know, so you're on, uh, this is episode 101. Last one was 100 with Kelsey. So that was kind of a big milestone. Uh, you know, if you guys saw the beginning, we've got freaking bourbon going here. We've got a dog in the office. We have a live audience. We have Randy. Like, Randy was just asking. He said, should we get rid of paving the way and just say off the rails? Yeah. Like it's just off the rails with Daniel Wright. Like I think just, it's just more fitting. Yeah, we're just going crazy. Uh, 100 episodes gives you the, uh, the privilege to just do whatever you want, apparently. Yeah. So... Cheers to that. With my Celsius. I already had my uh, first form energy drink. So, man, it has been a minute since I've had Whistle Pig 12 Year. That is delicious. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. So, um, cool, man. Well, for those of you who don't know Randy, um, let's go ahead and let Randy introduce himself. Who is he? Where you come from? What got you to this point? What do you do? Well... I'm originally from Indiana. Um, yep, yep. The where Daniel grew up as well. Um, right after high school, I would have moved out to North Carolina with my family. Um, about a month later, moved into my freshman year at college at Liberty University. Um, and as of two years ago, graduated, did a lot of freelance work with videography, chased after my dreams in video and content creation. Um, Spent a lot of time bartending throughout college, and it's kind of how I paved the way for my life for a while. Um, but uh, this guy over here sitting across from me came in on a Wednesday night because Kelsey had book club, and uh, the rest is history. And now I am known as Rodney, Angry Hangy Randy. Um, but it's been a journey. Uh, it's been a blast. 
um, coming on board here. Um, I used to do a lot of uh, like racing content, helping a friend out with that and just whatever I could get my hands on. So this is definitely a change of pace for me. A lot of, uh, a lot of learning, a lot of uh, growth that I still have ahead of me. Well, so. still have, what are you like? You're like 21, aren't you? Yeah. 23 ish. 24, 24 turn 25 next month, next month. Yes. Kelsey, do you have that noted? Okay. 25 next month. You're a quarter of a century in a month. Let's not now. talk about it, man. I remember those days. I remember those days. Like it was eight years ago. Whew. Well, that's cool, man. Um, and you guys, I mean, that's, that's exactly what happened. I literally met him at the brewery on a Wednesday night because Kelsey kicked me out of the house because she was having a bunch of girls over. And so the brewery's right by our house. I go have a beer, have dinner Wednesday night. I'm like, hey, so what do you do? He's like, oh, I, I do some videography. I'm like, have I ever had any interest in doing it for a company? And you're like, yeah, I could try that. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been wild. Um, having an in-house media person has been something that you know, within the network of the top contractor school. So, which, I mean, you guys who, who's been listening along, you guys know, I refer to that a lot. It's, uh, those are probably some of my closest friends that I have, uh, peers that will hold me accountable. You know, they say, uh, there's a, a saying that's been coined as of recent about uh, either your real good friends, not your feel good friends. Uh, they're people who just tell you how it is, regardless of how it makes you feel. Right. Um, but it's been talked about a lot for the last gosh, probably a year or two, if not longer about like the importance of having somebody to like document your company's journey. Uh, not just a marketer, not somebody just to run ads or just to, you know, you know, bank up a flyer or something like that that people stereotypically think of with marketing, but really to have somebody with the day and age we're in with the media and social media that it's like you need to have somebody around constantly to be able to like document the journey that the company is on. So I finally, you know, when we, when we brought you on, it was kind of on like a contract basis, like paid you like per day or per hour, however it was. And then finally after like two months, I'm like, do you just want to like come on board full time? And you're like, yeah, I think I would like that, you know? So I think at that point I was already like bought in on like where we were going as a company. So what, so lean into that then what, what is it in the first two months when you were here? Um, and I say just like you were, you were here shooting content, shooting content, editing videos. Like you didn't really work from the office. Like we had, I think we had maybe had a little station where you kind of would work at the, at, actually, I think at this table at that yeah. point, because uh, we didn't have the whole setup we've got now. But I mean, what was it that in two months you're saying that you were kind of bought into where the company was going that made you want to jump in full time? Um, well, I think after doing a couple of shoots with the guys on the job site and just kind of seeing the way that everyone interacted with one another and just like the drive and motivation that you have to make everyone have like your main goal is to make sure that everyone in the company can fulfill their dreams. And that that's the biggest identifier for me because I can see how we incorporate all of our core values and like not many companies like most companies have core values, but I right away knew that that was like an important statement or placeholder mm-hmm. that you made sure that like, this is what we stand by, you know, building those relationships, helping other people, creating great experiences, just being sure that everyone is pushing towards the same goal. That is just something that I bought into. 
Um, and it was more so like me just like out on the job site shooting the guys and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I edited the videos, but I want more. Okay. So, so yeah. So, okay. So that makes sense. If I'm understanding correctly, it was, you saw kind of where we were going, what was important to us, but there was that innate side of in, internal side of you that you wanted more, mm-hmm. not necessarily just more of what ProLine was, was doing, but like you for yourself wanted more. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So where does that drive come from? Like, where does Randy Kaufman get that drive to want more? Because a lot of 24 year old guys that I know or that I know of, I don't really want to say I know them because I don't associate with them like that. But a lot of 24 year old guys out there, like they're just like on the treadmill and they're fine with it. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of doing the same shit, different day, you know, paying the bills, getting by, going out on Friday, Saturday nights, you know, recovering on Sundays and doing it all again, Monday through Friday. Like, so like, where's that, where's that differentiator come from in your life? that says, man, like I see something that I want more of. Whereas a lot of people your age will sit and say, man, like I'm, I'm good. Like I like the freedom. I like the, the freelance, you know, no commitment, no strings attached. It's a big question. I know. Um, I like big questions. Ask Kelsey about it. I like going deep. <laughs> no, uh, for the most part, it's just like, I mean, my main like motivator comes from um, all the way back when I was in college. Like I was going out, I was living the young life, having fun with my friends every weekend. Um, And then it got to a point where I was just like, wasn't fulfilling. Um, I had, um, I guess a main, my main focus switched into like the idea of if I continue doing this for the next 10, 15 years, like now I'm 30, 30, 40 years old and I'm still doing that. Or like, I'm going to be way behind and mm-hmm. the goals that I have set in place for me. So I guess back in college is kind of where I, I flipped the switch. Cause I saw, like I started getting to the point where, you know, I got to the bars with the friends and I just like saw, I could visually see like, okay, that's, this is starting to become something that I don't want to, I don't want to turn out mm-hmm. to be like these people. So I kind of had to switch, switch, flip the switch. Yeah. So that's kind of where I got that from. Okay. What did, uh, what did your friends think about when you kind of started flipping that switch? How'd that go for you? Don't get me wrong. I still like to have fun. Well, I mean, I, obviously <laughs> I do too, guys. I mean, we're, um, we're having bourbon at seven o'clock. Um, no, it's not actually seven o'clock. You guys know that like five on a Friday. So no, uh, mm-hmm. it, it kind of came down to, you know, um, I kind of like to use the term that, um, like I, I'm, I talk, I still chat with some people from college, mm-hmm. but that's about as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, just like, you know, sharing memories or like say, Hey, you remember when this happened? This was a pretty fun time in my life, whatever. Yep. Um, but, um, I guess I kind of just, had to cut off some people, move on and just be okay with that. Yep. Um, it's hard to do that with, you know, people you spent four years of your life with, like going yep. through school and the hard stuff. So, um, but I knew by doing that with a lot of those people, like it would just be for the better. Yeah. Well, yeah, because if they, if you don't, I mean, that's just, they become anchors. Yeah. Right. Anchors, parachutes, whatever it is, they're slowing you down. Mm-hmm. And, 
if you finally make that revelation that you want to have a, a different life than maybe what they're going for, which again, it's not like that there's, I want to say that there's nothing wrong with their life. I mean, it's definitely not the most productive or conducive to like mm-hmm. success and freedom and fulfillment. Yeah. Nothing wrong with wanting to live a life where you have fun. Like we have people like in our own families that um, like they are very much free spirited people. Like Kelsey's sister, she is literally traveling abroad over like in Asia or something like that right now, like Thailand and stuff like that. I think it's cool as heck. I could never do that. That's not fulfilling to me, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's any like worse of a thing to do or whatever. Like she's having a blast. Like she's still yeah. able to work remote, like her job, she's able to work remote and be able to like live out a dream that she's had. Mm-hmm. So it's not always about saying that like one path is better than the other. But like you kind of said is like you personally had a revelation in college where it was like, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I don't want that path, mm-hmm. but man, making that cut, like it took me personally, like it took me moving across the country from Indiana to North Carolina yeah. to make that cut, yeah. you know? And when I did, I got down here and I still didn't know what the heck I was doing. I never went to college. So I never had that time to go out and party. So I did it while I was an adult, you know, mm-hmm. that's way smarter let's be honest not um and it's way more expensive to do it as an adult because you're out at public places not at college dorms having a a fun time but nonetheless i can definitely relate to what you're saying is where you had to kind of make that switch and figure out where you were wanting to go Mm -hmm. uh and you do you lose friends along the way yeah um i don't think there's any animosity i think there's probably people who talk crap about you and you don't know about it they're like oh randy's too good for us now Keep chirping. Keep chirping. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, I know I, you know, I've talked about it before that, you know, me personally, like I like the fact of trying to prove my believers right. You know, I'm more like that's more motivating to me than proving haters wrong. Um, and ironically enough, like I did a podcast, I don't know, a couple of weeks back about haters and how like, yeah, I don't really have a lot of haters. Well, apparently, like right after that podcast, like I got news. Apparently I have haters and it kind of made me happy because it's like the old saying, like, if you don't have people who don't like you in your life, it means you've never stood for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you've never gone out of the norm. So if you didn't take that that step to get out of what everyone else was doing, everyone, all those friends would still like you. You'd mm-hmm. still be hanging out with them, and you'd still be doing the same shit that everyone else is doing, getting the same shit that everyone else is getting. Again, not saying that their life is bad. I don't know these people, but, you know, you're not. they're not on the rocket ship to Mars. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm both with up already. Do what? I'm buckled up already. Buckled up. You better be buckled up. It's wild around here. Yeah. But um, but no, so that's uh that's an interesting, you know, that you had that revelation in college. A lot of people it takes them to get to their like where you're at now, mm-hmm. like that mid twenties or so to kind of start seeing that. And some people, like you said, get to 30 or 40 and they're still living that that life. So what would you say um has been one of your like biggest influencers in your life, like a person you look up to the most and why? Jeez. Gosh, <laughs> you're loading me with questions. I know you love to talk. I know the guys behind this. So, so he's the, he's normally behind the camera, but as you guys see, he's in front of it. And if you're not watching this, he's in front of the mic. So he's having to talk and not just tell people what to talk about. Yeah. Um, that is a powerful question that I don't think about every day. What's, what's the first person that come to mind? 
my biggest motivator. Yeah, base, uh, your biggest influencer. Influencer. Yeah, like who do you look up to the most? I look up to my family as a whole. Okay. Um, they've been with me and they've helped me through a lot of hard times. Yeah. Um, but most importantly, like, I mean, my family, um, I've mentioned my friend Corbin. Yeah. Um, he's up in Indiana, right? Yeah. Yep. He, yep. Does, he does videography. Yeah. 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 He's been, uh, I mean, him and my other friend Luke, like our little, trio of friends like we've since i've moved from indiana um we've stayed really close and in touch um he actually won a year to liberty too okay so we kind of stay in touch there but um i mean corbin's the result of me getting into videography he's responsible for me following that dream um and then um just with going back to my family and the aspects of that i mean there was times in college where Financially, I wasn't there and wasn't in the right set mind for it uh, for certain things. And they just kind of helped me through that. Um, uh, and then now recently, my uh, oldest brother um, really just um, I think I told you a couple of weeks ago. Um, well, I guess I can dive deeper into this question, but um, being in videography and freelancing um isn't always the most steady income flow mm -hmm. so um doing it for two years freelance wise um like family members and um they started to like question like what's i would say especially my parents more than my siblings but uh family members started questioning like you know is this the right path that you're heading down like and like I said, I watch me. I'm going to make it happen one way or another. Um, I'm not all the way there to where I want to go mm -hmm. and be, but I'm making the right steps towards that direction. Yeah. And uh, over the holidays, um, which would have been like two months ago, um, I had my older brother look me in the eyes and tell me that he's proud of me for pushing through and making sure like you know like he was probably the biggest one say like, oh your camera it's just a hobby mm -hmm. it's not going to get you anywhere yeah um but just to hear him say like you know i'm proud of you for pushing through and doubting or letting us doubt you and use that as a motivator yep um but now i know um just with the whole family aspect my family um i would say we're all pretty close yeah um yeah, I mean, you talk a lot about them, and you, yeah. and you talk highly of them. Mm -hmm. Like you, you talk about the support yeah. you've gotten from your from your parents, yeah. and you look up to them, and yeah. your relationship with your brother, your sister. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it's uh, it's a little harder now because we're all out of the house. Yep. Um. So, um, parents are adjusting to living at home by themselves without the kids at the house. Yep. Um. We all live like thirty minutes away from each other, so we're not as close knit as we are as we were. Um. But, um, I say overall, like. We all get in the same room. Mm -hmm. We're gonna, yeah, we're bros, we're sisters, yep. brothers. And that's how it is, man. It's a, uh, it's a weird dynamic. I mean, uh, yeah, your your relationship with your siblings is is a wild thing. Um, so I'm the oldest in my family, mm -hmm. and and I've been told that, not necessarily directly from my siblings, but I've been told like in a roundabout way, 
that my parents have told me that if I tell, you know, one of my younger brothers or sister or whatever that, um, you know, if I tell them like, Hey, I'm proud of you or whatever, they'll sit and say, Oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that. And we just kind of carry on in life. Well, I've learned apparently that that carries a lot more weight than what they let meets the eye. Right. So like you're saying when your older brother told you that based off of the type of relationship you're saying you guys have as a family, like that probably carries a little bit more weight with you than like when he told you that you're probably like, yeah, thanks, man. Like I told you I would. Yeah, you kind of have that little cocky that's little brother. Exactly how I sounded. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's that like like a cocky little brother response, yeah. but still saying thank you because you're mature now, you know. But it's like, like I think the older siblings should know that, like how much, you know, providing that there's a good, healthy relationship in it. Because right? I understand that there's some relationships with siblings or family members that is not ideal, and I get all that. But in the good, you know, the good, healthy relationships that we have, like siblings need to to realize, I think, how much weight that they carry with each other, you know, like it makes me feel good as an older sibling when I hear that one of my younger ones looks up to me mm -hmm. and I'm like, if only they saw the crap that I've done, like they would not, but like, that's not what they look for. Mm -hmm. They look for the stuff that they want to emulate. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure there's things that you probably look up to in your older brother. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about him. I never, what's his name? Logan, Logan, Logan. If you're listening to this, come by the office. I hear you live around 30 minutes from here. So we'll have you here. We'll go to lunch. He'll play some golf. He plays golf. He'll destroy you though. Oh, everybody will destroy me. Like that's, let's be honest. I'm lucky to like hit 120 on 18, so. <laughs> but no, that's fine. Like bring Logan out here. We'll have fun. So I, I, I like to meet people's families who's here Yeah. because they are part of what makes you, you yeah. and you're part of what makes us, us. So it's like the more we can learn about that, the more we can go deep into that, the better success we're going to have as a group, mm -hmm. you know? So that's why like at our, uh, at our Christmas party, you know, when we have like, that's like, well, actually we did it twice last year. We did our summer quarterly outing where it was like family was invited as well as like the Christmas party spouses come spouses, significant others and stuff. Um, but it's because that's, that's just what you have to do. You have to get to know the families of the people who's part of your family. It's almost like a marriage, right? When, well, you're not married yet. You don't know. Good luck. But, um, Part of that is when you when you get married, if you get married, some people don't want to get married. That's fine. You do what you want to do. But you marry that that person's family. Yeah. When we hire people at the company, we also hire their family. Yeah. Right. Not necessarily directly, not meaning that they're here every day, but the people who come here every day, they bring their family life with them. Some companies, they say, hey, check your baggage at the door, right? Check your drama at the door. And I agree with that to an extent, right? Mm -hmm. um, there should be that just like level of maturity and professionalism that you can like say, hey, I got to check this at the door. But, you know, and um, obviously, I mean, like, it sounds like, you know, like your, your brother was like, he was sick a couple, like a month or two ago. Yeah. And there was some stuff where like, you're like, hey, I got to go help out, get some stuff taken care of, whatever it was. Like we get that mm -hmm. because we're real people living real life. Yeah. So like, I don't think, you know, and I'm not trying to say this to sound like conceited or anything, but it's like, we didn't question when you're like, Hey, I'm going to be working remote today. I got to go help, help the family handle some stuff. Yeah. It's part of life. Yeah. You know? Cool. So like we've had some people like their parents come by, you know, stop in and say, Hey, to their kids or drop something off, whatever it is. Cause we have a lot of young people working here, your age and younger. Um, I mean, hell our average age is probably about 20, two ish 22 22 23 
I would yeah. say. Um, so it's just fun. Uh, that's, that's cool to hear that, uh, that your family is a, a big supporter of you, um, as somebody that you look up to and, um, it helps push you to, to be a better guy. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, uh, when you made the change or the choice to make a change in your lifestyle about, uh, like in college, when you said like, this isn't going to like, um, it's not going to work for my goals. What are your goals? My goals personally, I guess being from a faith based family, um, I have goals to have family. Have kids. I want to raise kids. I want to experience that. Um, but uh, most importantly, I just want to live a fulfilling life of like helping other people achieve what they want to achieve. Like I know mm -hmm. you. That's why I look up to you because that is like over anything else that goes around in this office or out on the job site. Like you make sure that that's the number one. Um, identifier going forward is like you know if you want to come in here and you want to uh, put in the work i'm going to make sure that even if this isn't what you want to be your dream and you want to go do it somewhere else i'm going to make sure that you can get there mm -hmm. um but i don't know just uh i would say that's probably like like one of the top core values for me is just helping people helping people yeah that's what's fun about that is helping people is like literally anything anywhere. Yeah. Like something as simple as holding the door for somebody or as, you know, magnificent as yeah. paving the way for them to build their dreams. Yeah. Right. So no pun intended. Yeah. It's a great title. <laughs> Better than off the rails. We may have to make another podcast for that one. <laughs> <laughs> paving the way after dark. Yeah. Oh gosh! If all if only you guys knew what we were talking about before we hit record on this. Uh, apparently, I've learned that in the in the podcast world, that that's a normal thing. Like to kind of like get in the zone to actually have a conversation. Because like if we just literally came in here, sat down, and hit record, y'all would be bored of shit right now. Yeah, like it'd be a very uncomfortable conversation because it'd be very scripted. And I was not scripted. There's no script anywhere actually. No, um, no show notes. No any of that. I even stuff. asked you what you were going to ask me about, and you said. Just wait. Yeah. Why? Because I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's why That's we're true. just sitting here. We're just kind of letting it go. Um, but no, man, it's uh, it's fun. Uh, doing doing this journey together is a it's a lot of ups and downs. Um, but I think a lot more ups than downs. Uh, I think the the ups carry us through through the downs. Yeah, you know, you've been with us at the company six months. Six months. So you're right at that six months. month mark. Yeah. So you've mentioned something before that I want to, I want to, I want to know a little bit more details about. So you've gotten the opportunity to come on a couple of trips with Kelsey and I. Oh God. And I you saw this one coming. Yeah. So you've said that, man, like every trip I go on with you guys, I learn a little bit more about you. So can you enlighten not just me, but all two people listening to this podcast right now, what have you learned about Kelsey and I on our trips that we go on together? <laughs> and well, I'll give you a minute to think about that. Okay. So you, you can just like think while I talk to myself. So just so you guys know, the two trips we've gone on, we brought him to uh, Pittsburgh last fall for a TCS meetup. Uh, that's where he came up and he, re he that was kind of one of his big first, like uh, recording a lot of content at one time. 
uh, traveled with us, went to the pavement group headquarters. Uh, we did a whole meetup there where I got the opportunity to teach a, a little, I say teach like a segment or like a workshop on goal setting and strategy, which ironically enough, if any of you TCS people are listening, you guys, I told you guys that like, I don't know why you asked me to teach goal setting and strategy. Well, literally those words have like not stopped coming out of my mouth for the last two months because apparently at the beginning of years, you set goals and figure out the strategy to achieve them. So apparently y'all can read the future and like knew what I needed to learn about to teach it. So thank you for that. Really appreciate that push because I had absolutely no idea what I was doing when I was talking to everybody. So if any of you sat in that workshop, forgive me. I had no idea what I was doing then, but I have a little better idea now. Anyways, that monologue. Oh, the other trip. So that was the first one that Randy came with Kelsey and I on. And that was Kelsey's first trip to like really participate in a like a business trip or things like that that we do. The last trip was to San Antonio, Texas, which if you guys haven't seen it, our vlog is out on the YouTube. It's about 11 minutes. That is going to be the most golden 11 minutes of your entire life because you get to hear Kelsey laugh and you get to see me smile occasionally and you get to see uh, JJ um do some ridiculous things. If you do watch the vlog, leave a comment. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we I don't need put feedback to know if I'm doing a good job. Yeah, here. we don't put that crap out there just for our own entertainment. Like, golly. I mean, geez. Leave a comment. Share it. Like it. Something. Subscribe. We hit 100 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. We're over 2,000 on Instagram. We're making progress. Yeah. Making it happen. So anyways. Those are the two trips that we've gone on that Randy has told us that he gets to learn about Kelsey and I when we go on these trips. So I'm really curious because I asked you this yesterday. Randy, what do you learn about us when you go on these? And you're like, oh, just stuff. You didn't really have an answer. But now you're like in the hot seat, so you don't have a choice but to answer. I guess I just like – I learned about how to interact with you guys. Oh. And a lot of like – I see <laughs> – Kelsey's over here laughing. I haven't even, I haven't even gone into description of what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, guys, like we said, we have a live audience. Uh, the total boss is supervising this, so we don't no, have uh, anything around here. I would say I've learned some good things overall. Uh, just to kind of see um, every place that I've worked in, like I've been in the restaurant industry, like it's fawned upon to have a significant other work in the same environment around you. It's frowned upon? It's is that what you said? Yeah, it's fond upon. Like, fond upon? Frowned upon. What are you saying right now? <laughs> I don't know. How do you spell it? That's a good question. You're just, no. Just it's don't not do good? It. Don't do it. So it's frowned upon. Frowned upon. That's the word I was going for. You said fond upon. Did I? Yeah, I don't know what the hell fond upon is, but I think we figured it out. Yeah, we're getting there. Okay, so it's frowned upon. I didn't say it was smart. <laughs> <laughs> you can hit play on a video camera. That's about all you got, yeah. Uh, uh, so he says frowned upon frowned upon with a significant it, other. Yeah. Okay. Cause it just, it just, uh, allows for conflicts, but I've been able to see how you guys. Are you saying we don't have conflicts? No, okay. I'm saying, okay. So let me get to my story. Let's okay. All right. I right, get here. to the story. Yeah. yeah. I'll no, be, I, I think, uh, overall, like I think, um, I've just been able to really appreciate like, that you know you brought Kelsey on full time and being able to see how you guys interact with one another and you guys are both pushing the pendulum forward together um and you don't see that in a lot of companies you don't um uh but I mean, that's just from my experience mm -hmm. and just from what I'm used to and you, you don't usually see it but um no and I've also learned that um Kelsey 
is like a fifth grader on a field trip <laughs> when you put in 1800s uh actors in front of her yeah the drummers and the check the out gun the shooter. yeah um yeah, but you see the no it's just more. fun it's uh and i think mostly um i've just been able to like get to know you guys more on a deeper level um and kind of build that family aspect out of it um and i look up to both of you guys and what you guys are providing for my life so i appreciate that why you yeah. keep trying to like fluff us up over here you, tr- you trying to get a raise? No comment. <laughs> That's a yes. All right, so let's get the let's get the audience involved on this. Randy's raise. Oh gosh. So if you think Randy needs a raise because of all the freaking awesome media you guys have been seeing get pumped out over the last six months, drop a comment. Tell us why. Tell us what you love. Tell us what needs improved, right? You yes. said you want feedback. I want feedback. Yeah. I want to know. I want to, I mean. So we, we can put an unofficial, because that would be very unethical and probably illegal in most places to do, but we can put an unofficial wager on Randy's raise will be determined on the amount of interaction we get with this. And I, you know what? I'm going to even specify a little bit more. The amount of comments. Let's go for comments. So every comment. Hmm. I got to. Re- I got to. I got to repurpose a lot of this podcast. Yeah, this could get really <laughs> dangerous here. So, based off the number of comments, we will we will figure out a formula for Randy's raise. So, and it can't be the same person commenting a letter for like every one of comment they want to make. So, like if it's like a I like this, you can't do like one for I L I K E. Like, don't try don't try and uh, bullshit a bullshitter. All right. What's funny is it's probably only get like gonna get like maybe one comment. Maybe. Have, I mean, I'll give you a comment. You'll give me a comment. Maybe. Okay. Depends on how much whistle big I have. <laughs> Get a whole bottle. Over comment, here. comment on my own podcast over here. But no, like for real guys, like, like show some, some, uh, some feedback on it. Like we've been really trying to obviously step up our game from a media standpoint. Um, you know, anybody who knows me knows that my standards and expectations are anything but low. I, I push hard. I have high expectations, high standards, high requirements, and I don't take anything less than, um, I won't say anything less than excellence, but, uh, when it comes to an effort standpoint, like anything less than max effort is not tolerated. Right. Um, cause everybody operates at different levels. Everybody's at different, like this is your first full-time position doing this work. So mm-hmm. I can't expect you to be putting out the type of work that someone who's been doing it for 10 years has, mm-hmm. but I can expect max effort. Yeah. And that's, in my opinion, guys, like for any other leaders out there, business owners, managers, whatever it may be, when you're kind of evaluating where your team is at, it's not always about the results that is produced, right? That's a super important part of it, right? If you were putting out freaking, you know, third grade level videos of like something you just, I don't know, like randomly came up with, whatever, I don't know, something horrible, that's a different story. But if a person is coming on board and they are putting out, acceptable and above work for you and they're putting in max effort like that stuff should be taken into consideration like there is there is a level of appreciation that should be shown for someone that's willing to put in that kind of effort because that's something it doesn't take skill it doesn't take talent anything like that that's a character thing so somebody who wants to come in and put in effort that is absolutely a character thing and that should be rewarded because you can't teach that you can't teach putting in effort you just choose to do it or not. 
we can teach you how to do media. Well, I can't teach you how to do media stuff. People can teach you how to do media stuff. They can't teach you how to put in effort. So those types of things, guys, like I know for me personally, that's one thing that's a big thing that I take into consideration, whether it's when evaluations come around, bonuses, pay raises, whatever it may be, or just a simple thank you for people is like, hey, I really appreciate the effort that you're putting in because you're going, you're putting in a higher level of effort than whether it's your peers, whether it's other people we've worked with, people I know, whatever it is. And like, you should, you should recognize that stuff. So leaders out there, how do you guys recognize effort in your team? Because that's something I think you need to do. But yeah. um, I think I can go off of that too. Is like a caveat to what I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. about how like your number one thing that you focus on is making sure that people fulfill their dreams. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's kind of a motivator for me when I come in here. I mean, you don't initially when I started, you didn't require me to come to the office. Um, but I knew that if I was going to buy in on this mission, I was going to go all in mm-hmm. and you were going to fulfill that dream for me. Cause I know that's the type of person you are. Now, if you were some, a boss that just didn't really care about their employees and cared about themselves, I wouldn't be bought into a situation like that. Um, so I guess that's just kind of the main motivator for me is I guess a pat on the back to you. Another one. <laughs> My back's getting wore out over here. <laughs> No, but uh, no, like I think I can speak for almost, I can probably speak for everyone here at the company as like, if, like a, a thank you for making, for paving the way <laughs> for our lives. Because um, I guess your title has over a hundred analogies by now of ways we can use that. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of. I appreciate it. Guys, at that, we're going to go ahead and end the podcast because I just got a really nice compliment. We got nothing else to talk about here. No, but. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, man. I, I appreciate that. Like, you know how it is. Like, I don't, uh, I'm not somebody who I, I don't like the uh, the stage, the spotlight, the attention, whatever it is. But obviously, it does feel, it feels good. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a, there's a lot of days, a lot of nights where sitting here trying to freaking figure it out and, uh, Sometimes you have no idea if it's going to work or not, but you keep showing up the next day. So, yeah. and you guys do the same thing. I mean, it's a growing company and it takes the same, same amount of commitment from you guys. I'm not sitting here working at a fortune 500 company yet, but, uh, it's, it's commitment, it's trust, it's faith, it's everything, um, putting, putting it in. So, yeah, I um, guess I want to jump into action, into a question for you. Oh boy. Here we go, guys. So now, at the trade, uh, at Pavex, um, you did your, episode where you came around and asked everyone Mm -hmm. like if we did a podcast what would you want to talk about Mm -hmm. um i guess my main thing um for me is um what is the main thing that flipped the switch for you i know you were a full-time fireman you had um everything lined up for you retirement everything that being a first responder has Mm -hmm. um what would you say outside of your entrepreneur spirit that you've had since you were young, what would you say is like the main reason for you to just buy in on ProLine? So that, that specific question to go in on ProLine, um, 
the big thing that got me in on that one is, and I'll try to keep it with as, as minimal words as possible and just get more to the point because Kelsey tells me I go around the rainbow to get a lot of gold or whatever the hell Excellent. that means. Explanation meter. The effort, the effort yeah, the effort. explanation effort meter. We'll we have to, to teach you guys about that. that. Yeah, the explanation effort meter. Uh, Kelsey says mine gets pegged at the ceiling a lot. But anyways, to answer your question, to go all in on pro lines specifically, um, was I think all of us have an inherent desire to like want to be um, like have a purpose, right? We want to have value. We want to be like we want to feel a sense of importance in what we do, where we exist, you know, things like that. And when I got into the pavement industry, uh, like when I got into ProLine, I had no idea what parking lot maintenance was. I parked my car in a parking space for many, many years, but I never even thought about who paints the dang lines for me to know where to park it. Um, I've been inconvenienced by parking lot repairs getting done for many years, but I never thought about the company that was doing it, except for being pissed off that they couldn't drive through the parking lot like I normally do. Uh, but when I got into it, uh, I'm, I've always been that kind of like want to push and drive and get something figured out. Well, as I started kind of talking with other companies, talking with clients, things like that, there was just a lot of things that I was hearing about the industry that seemed like there was a lot of room for improvement. And so a lot of opportunity for growth, not just from a business standpoint or from a revenue standpoint or things like that, but for an opportunity to make a name for like selfishly, like myself in the industry. Like this is somewhere where I could go and be somebody. Um, because at, in the fire service, there's a lot of firemen out there that have made a name for themselves in the fire service and people know them. Like there's, there are like, I guess you'd call it like famous firemen for things that they've brought to the the service. And I had that kind of drive to want to do that. I'm like, well, I want to freaking be somebody. Like I don't want to just live my life as a little freaking shadow you know and and die and nobody knows who i am i want to have a purpose and but but the thing that really separated that stuff is getting out of the fire department is like i had to ask myself one day I'm like what i want to die for this like if i died doing this right now would i would people be able to say that daniel died doing what he loved the part about that they would be able to say yes is he loved he died helping people that's what a fireman is, is you just help people whether it's grandma with a stubbed toe or somebody whose house is literally burning down so you get to help people, and that is something I've always loved. I've always had a passion for that, um, but I didn't want to die for it. If if I died for that, I'd be like, man, like I just died kind of doing what I thought I needed to do, not what I wanted to do. And so the business stuff, I've always had that entrepreneurial thing. I know you said kind of outside of the entrepreneurial side of what brought me into ProLine, but uh, huh? You can add it in. Well, yeah, but I mean that's just kind of part of it. like I've always yeah. had that passion, mm-hmm. like ever since I was little, um, to be in business. They'd be a business owner and a business leader and things like that. So when I got to see that there was an opportunity to take a business to a level where I could make a difference and make an impact on an industry and all the people in and around it, I was like, let's go in on this. And that's kind of where, where we're at. And I think so it's going on eight years of being in the pavement industry. Um, I've been fortunate to go to a lot of events, to meet a lot of people through social media and things like that to really build relationships and stuff. And I think we're just just now starting to scratch the surface of making like a, a microscopic amount of the impact that I think we're capable of making. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been eight years of just like nonstop work and just like straight faith, honestly, a lot of days because 
Yeah. I bought a lot of things over the years that I had no idea how I was going to pay for and haven't, haven't missed a meal yet. Right, Kelsey? That's what I always tell her. Every time we go take a risk on something, I don't know. I'm like, have we missed a meal yet? Nope. We might have eaten ramen noodles and, uh, you know, freaking peanut butter and jelly, but we have not missed a meal yet. It's good. So that's, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's what it is, man. It's, uh, a lot of people have a lot of different motives and motivators and things like that for business, which is totally fine. Um, I have absolutely no problem with a person who says, I want to go into business to, you know, just build wealth and become filthy rich. Like, cool. Like it's your life, man. Like the only thing I don't condone, obviously, if you're doing that for like at the expense of other people or for negative reasons or trying to get negative, you know, things out of it, moral and ethical, illegal things, whatever it may be. But, uh, whatever people's motives are, as long as they're, they're pure and there's something that they can scale and grow, go for it. Like who, who am I to tell you that you can't, that that's a bad motivator. You know, I think that there's motivators that are better than others. Uh, that person who just wants to get rich, like eventually once you're rich, what do you do then? If, you know, if you're somebody who says, I want to have, you know, I want to make an impact and have influence and things like that. Well, that never ends. Mm-hmm. So that's an, that's a literally like endlessly scalable motivator. Uh, and the more that you have something like that to focus on, I think the more likely you are to actually get where you want to go and be fulfilled at the end of it. I think it's going to be really cool. I mentioned eight years. I think it's going to be really cool to look at like all the content and stuff we're putting out now mm-hmm. and look at it eight years from now. Dude. I, yeah. Because well, so what happened It's compound interest. Yeah. Right. So like the first eight years, it was just like kind of trying to figure out how to get by. Yeah. Well, I say the first eight years, the first, six years i'd say the last two we started kind of dialing in more of our processes and systems and figuring out how to really operate as a company Mm -hmm. not a guy with some people willing to help him um so there's there's that side of it but for that first big gap like that first eight years we're just figuring out how to how to not die in this like ocean of big big fish coming for us Um, because we are, we're not this petty little company that is just, you know, minding our own business. Like we're a disruptor and we know that, and I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things, you know, like I said earlier about the haters, you know, here and like when people are talking about you, it was good or bad, whatever. Like for a while, I didn't really think about it. Now that people are talking about it, I love it. It's great. Like we are, we want to disrupt the industry for all the right reasons. Not for being, not for causing problems, not for like making anyone suffer because of it, whatever it is. It's because we want to go and build something that's going to make a difference in the industry. You know, that's, that's part of our mission here at ProLine is to, we want to, to impact lives in a positive way for people in and around the pavement maintenance industry. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So like you said, eight years from now, with the content that we're pumping out, with the initiatives that we're taking, with the abilities that we have to be able to give. I mean, hell, two years ago, we did our Give More campaign where literally every month we just found a new uh, cause or a new uh, charity or whatever it was to just donate money to, raise and donate money to, and to get more community involvement and to get more relationships built and more impact made because of the platform we're building. Eight years from now, like I can promise you guys, like it's probably it definitely going to take eight years, it's probably going to take eight months at this rate. But like where we're sitting right now in this studio, aka the other half of my office, 
like like not not like my office office like my room in the office like literally five feet over there is my desk where i work every single day and this is the table that we have our weekly meetings on you know but in no time like we're gonna have a platform built that you know similar to our friends over at, at the pavement group and one team media and, t- and top contractor media like they're building on a platform for people to have a voice and that's what I like. I mean, Randy Kaufman over here, like he was doing his his you know videography and his freelance work and stuff like that. And people were seeing your stuff. But I want you to be in, be able to be able to talk about your story. Yeah. Because your buddy Corbin or your older brother or anybody else, Corbin, right? He looked at me funny, like I messed no, up his I, name. I, All right. <laughs> so like anybody who like is is in your sphere of influence, like they want to know more about Randy. Yeah. yeah, you get to hang out and you talk with him, you shoot the shit, whatever it is. But like to be able to hear about Randy's life from a professional standpoint, like that's something that they don't get to hear about often. Mm-hmm. You know, and think about Amanda or Kate or Mason or Ezra or JJ or Mo or, you know, Mo moments or moments. Mo moments. Yeah. So it's like all these people have a story. And the more that we can get the story out there, the more impact we get to make. And that's just what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know you've already said it, you know, and given me the compliment, which I appreciate, but like that is my driver. I'm hard on people here and I'll use a Sal Frisella quote. All right. So Andy Frisella's brother, he's now the president of first form, uh, which like I said, I have my first form energy drink. So if you need you first form folks are listening, I support you guys. But uh, he has a quote and it's on my other office in, in the other, the, my old office board. It says, it's not that I don't like you. It's that I expect more out of you than you expect out of yourself. And I will hold you accountable. That's what it comes down to. Like that, that's all it is. That's a pure motive. It's not to be an asshole to people. It's not to be a jerk when they mess something up, whatever it is. It's I expect more out of you than you expect out of yourself. And I will hold you accountable. You brought up the, uh, you know, the, you worked remote when you started here and like it wasn't part of your, your job description to have to come in here. But I remember a conversation we had, I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Like working from home? Like, well, it's like, it's not bad, but like, I feel like my time management is a little better here. I'm like, yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Why is that? You know, it's like, well, I kind of get distracted with this or that. And it's not that it's a problem. It's just you're being honest with yourself. Yeah. And I'm willing to ask you the questions to hold you accountable for it. And now, like when you come here, like you're saying, man, I love being here. Yeah. Like I love hanging out with the people and you love Mr. Finn. Yeah. Right. We know Randy loves Finn. Yeah. Yep. He's going to y'all watch out for his Finstagram coming soon. Yes, sir. So but uh, Randy's Randy's building personal brands for everybody, including my freaking dog. But, uh, you know, it is what it is as he's sleeping under my desk over here, but no, man, it's, uh, it's fun. I know I just kind of went on a little rant about, uh, about how much fun it is, but it's, uh, it's exciting. It's no, a it's journey good. we're on yeah. and where we're going. And I mean, like I said, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, it's that constructive criticism is like the big part of that is like, I want to hear you tell me like, Hey, content you're putting out. It's not really up to your standard. Like, I want to hear that stuff. I want to make sure that, like, you know, you're that doesn't offend me. It's hard to offend me. Well, you're you're putting this on the record, just so you know that. Yeah. Okay. Bring it. <laughs> no, man, it's it's good. You've uh, you've been you've been kicking ass for the last six months, and uh, we've got forever to go. Yeah. Uh, I think there's gonna be a lot to come. It's definitely gonna be the last time we get them on here, guys. I know, uh, angry, angry Randy. Which I guess we have to address the hangry angry i mean we're we're only 50 minutes in here and haven't addressed it so didn't you uh you did something recently i attempted a 72 hour water fast attempted yeah did you not complete it i did 55 hours why'd you stop i had to listen to my body 
I got a little lightheaded and uh, didn't really. We're not able to finish it. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I broke the fast with, I didn't, I guess I didn't really like eat a full meal till 72 hours, but I broke the fast a little bit earlier than I wanted to. But while we were in San Antonio, I was a little, or it wasn't San Antonio. Is when we got back. No, it was a P3. That's right. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get I didn't eat. And uh, I got a little angry and grumpy. And <laughs> that's when, you know, Kelsey kept bringing it up and it, you know, every trip I've been on, I've gotten a new nickname. Yeah, the first one was Rodney. Thanks yeah. a lot, Brandon. Yeah. We need to get Brandon on here. Yeah. No, it was yeah, it was yeah, Jay. It was Jay. Jay Duran. I know Jay listens to this podcast. So yeah. Thanks a lot, Jay. You started it. Brandon carried it on, though. Yes. He yes. really drilled it home. Yeah. Rodney. Yeah. I'm, I, you guys don't call me that as often anymore. I mean, you, you do. Well, this last trip, but, you got Andy. Yeah, that was Ben just stumbling his words. That one, <laughs> that one didn't stick like Rodney did. Fortunately. Rodney's good, though. You could be a Rodney. I prefer Randy. <laughs> <laughs> call me Media Master, Media Wizard. You keep going to media wizard. You said that. No, you did. You did. I would never use the word wizard. Uh, someone brought it up. It wasn't me first. I don't make nicknames. It's probably our Harry Potter love and total boss over here. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, Randy gets a little hangry. And yeah. so uh, when he gets hangry, he gets angry. Yeah. And then we either have to leave Randy alone or feed him. Yeah. So Randy's mom and dad, what's her name? JD and Joanna. JD. Yep. And Joanna. Yeah. So JD and Joanna, just so you know, we do make sure Randy gets fed. Okay. I don't know if y'all are listening to this right now. I hope I'll you be, I hope I'm I hope sure you I'll are. share this with him. Yeah, I hope you are listening to this. You should be proud of your son. He's freaking kicking ass over here. Uh and he is uh under a lot of uh, I won't say pressure, but he's he has high expectations to uphold, and he definitely uh, exceeds them on a regular basis. So, um, yeah, y'all be proud of him. I'm proud of him. All you listeners out there, show us how proud you are of him uh, by uh, dropping some comments in here, and maybe it'll uh, have something to do with the raise Randy gets. You just never know what might come out of paving the way. So we go off the rails. Off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, like I said, we'll get on here again. And Absolutely. Uh, what do they say? Chop it up or something like that? I don't know. People use weird terms these days. That's a Daniel Good term. He's all about chopping it up. <laughs> so appreciate you, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. On. Yep, absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, guys, please do us a favor as we're trying to build this platform, trying to make more of an impact, trying to get the word out there. Um, drop some comments, share it, like it, whatever it may be. Uh, we t- we love all the support. Uh, we like hearing the feedback and, and we like hearing what you guys like, what you don't like and what you want more of. So appreciate you guys. Have a good rest of your day.